Hey, hey, friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. This is one of those episodes where I take a question that one of you sent in, I play it on the show, and then I spend an entire episode answering your question. And today's episode is so good. This was a question that like I was not prepared to answer. But once I heard it, I was so excited to answer it. And to give you guys a little bit more insight into my journey going from a brand new coach in 2019 to where I'm at now in at 2023. So the question that you'll hear the audio play here in a little moment, but the question that she asks is, what was my hardest season in building my online coaching business? And so I'm going to go through that today. I'm going to tell you the raw, the real, the not pretty side of what my journey looked like to building up my coaching business to where it is now, which is a place that I don't even know that I could fathom back in 2019. Like if you had told me, Cammie, in 2023, this is where you're going to be in your coaching business. And like, this is the clients that you're going to have. And this is where you're going to be. And this is the income you're going to be making. I would have been wildly confused because I didn't even realize that this was possible back in 2019, let alone possible for me. I mean, I knew it was possible, right? Like I'd seen other coaches thrive in the online space, but like knowing it's possible and then knowing it's possible for you are two completely different things. And you'll know that if you listen to Thursday's episode with Betsy, my mindset neuroscience coach, where we talked about the three stages of belief. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you definitely need to go back and take a listen. But Without further ado, here is my hardest season in building my business. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the raw story right now and what I did to adapt and overcome so that I could grow my business as a Christian entrepreneur. Let's do it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high-ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, My husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. 
My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients and create life changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. Hi, Cammie, it's Christina. My question for you is, since you became a coach, what has been the hardest season for you? We all know that coaches have challenges, but I'm curious, what was the hardest thing that you have had to overcome since becoming a coach? Christina, thank you so much for sending in that question. And man, oh man, this is this is one of those loaded questions. There have been so many challenging seasons of building my business. Let me just peel back the curtain for you guys because it has not been all rainbows and butterflies. That rhymed. (laughs) It has not been all rainbows and butterflies over in my neck of the woods building this online coaching business. I'm so grateful for the journey, but man, have there been some tears, some frustration, some hard conversations with God along the way. Um, you know, and there were lots of stories that I think that I could have shared with you. Um, as I was preparing for this episode, I thought of, I, I really thought about my whole journey and I wrote them down and, and I thought about, okay, well, I could tell them about how, when I started off in 2019 and, and I didn't have any money and I really needed to invest in this $6,000 coaching program. And so I, <laughs> maxed out three high interest credit cards in order to join the program. I I could tell them about that. I could tell them about how in 2020, when, uh, you know, after I'd started my business, um, and how, when the world turned upside down from the pandemic, you know, my world also turned upside down and I ended up stopping fitness coaching, which is what I was doing at the time was I was doing macros and weightlifting coaching and I stopped and I pivoted and I switched niches and I was super confused in that season. I could have told you about how in 2021, when Luke and I were trying to get everything together for our adoption so that we could, you know, get all the paperwork together. You know, there, if you are familiar with the adoption uh, space, then you know just how intricate of a process it is. And, and man, that was really hard to like, keep everything going in my business, but also have this huge, not secret, but just this thing that we hadn't announced yet that was going on in the background. And it was really, really time consuming. Um, it's so much so that it kind of felt like I didn't have anything left over to give to my business. I could have told you about all of that, but what I, what I realized was my hardest season in my business, which I might add led me into a fruitful season happened in late 2020. We were still living in that really teeny tiny little apartment. I don't know if any of you here, I'm sure there's some of you that were following me back then. And you remember seeing, you know, me and my Instagram stories in that teeny tiny little apartment. Um, You know, we were deep into the pandemic at that point. And so we were probably like nine, almost 10 months into the pandemic. You know, people still weren't quite sure, you know, what what was this disease and how is it really going to affect us? My business was hashtag struggling, struggling. I had stopped doing macros coaching, macros and weightlifting, and I was trying, desperately trying, and I won't say failing, but I it, it was it wasn't good. I was trying to pivot into um, 
the food freedom space. And I was trying to launch a new program. (laughs) I was trying to launch a new program. Like I said, I was still doing nutrition coaching, but I was doing it from a food freedom standpoint now instead of macros, you know, it was it was just a hot mess. And, and might I also add on Instagram in and of itself, because we were so still early on in the pandemic, it was late 2020. But I mean, over the course, this pandemic, I feel like has lasted for like so many years. So we were only nine months in. So people were still like, what are we doing? Are we wearing masks? Are we shutting things down? Like, what are we doing? And because so many businesses were forced to go online, even businesses that were previously brick and mortars. Now you had a situation online on Instagram where it wasn't just like the occasional influencer and the occasional coach. Now everybody is relying on social media in order to market for their business. I mean, even restaurants were, I remember there being like Facebook groups full of restaurants that were trying to promote their business in order to keep cash flow coming in. And it became a really loud and noisy place, which for the coaching industry, it became a little bit harder to get to get clients at that time because there were just more people advertising online because we, they, I mean, where else were we going to advertise? The world was shut down. Luke and I were struggling financially. He was carrying almost all of our financial load because my business wasn't making hardly any money, which caused him to be stressed because he's trying to provide, take care of the family. Like, you know, we're going through fertility issues. Um, And I was sitting in my bed one night with tears, just tears, okay? There were tears streaming down my face. And I was sitting with my laptop, on my lap and I was scrolling through job applications because I was considering at that time just closing my business down. I was in the middle of a launch. It was it was just flopping. It was the definition of a flopped launch. And I was texting one of my coaching friends um, who is an incredible woman. She's a believer. She's a she um, she's just an amazing person. And I'm so, so, so grateful for her. Um, and I won't like take the time to read all the messages to you. But essentially, I was I was messaging her and I remember telling her, I think that the enemy might win this time and I might just just throw in the towel on my business. And she texted me back and in like all caps, she said, you are not quitting. And she interceded for me and spoke life over me in a time where I was literally in tears, (laughs) a puddle of tears in my bed, having a hot mess breakdown, thinking that I'm just going to shut the doors of my business. It's not making money. I'm not getting clients. We're struggling. Like, Like we are, and we're not just like, you guys have heard me talk about on the podcast. When I say that Lucas and I were struggling financially, it wasn't just kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of wish we had a couple, you know, extra dollars here and there to go like buy some new clothes once in a while. No, it was like struggling, like, you know, sometimes struggling, you know, gas wise to put gas in the vehicle, sometimes struggling, um, you know, trying to make our food grocery budget stretch as far as possible. And I was messaging her. I was like, you know, I might just throw in the towel. Like this does business is not even making sense at this point. And she just spoke life over me and said, you are not quitting. Like, I'm not going to let that happen. And I, and I'm so grateful because very, very shortly after that, I had one of my biggest months in my business. Isn't it interesting how the enemy comes to attack you so hard when you are pursuing the path that God wants you to pursue? Because because now you're a huge threat to the enemy. If you're, you know, not 
if you're not bringing glory to the kingdom, if you're not, you know, spreading the gospel, if you're not um, pursuing the Lord, the enemy doesn't have a huge reason to feel threatened, right? But spiritual warfare, it can happen to anybody. Let me just say that. But I feel that a person is very vulnerable to spiritual warfare when they are actually on the path that God has for them because now they're a huge threat to the enemy and we have a target on our back. And that's when the enemy's like, oh man, they're starting to catch on for like that whole plan that God has for them. I need to do something in order to hold them back because any work that we do for the Lord impacts the kingdom of heaven, which is a threat to the enemy. So anyway, I didn't quit. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that the Holy Spirit spoke to me through my friend. And I very shortly after that had one of like the biggest month in my business up to that point. And little did I know that within months, we would have been moved out of that little itty bitty apartment and moved, like had purchased what was my dream home. And I'm not talking my dream home as in like a mansion. I'm talking about like when, if, when I, when, you know, when I thought to myself, what would be my, my dream home starter home? Like what would be the, the house that I would really want to buy as my very first home? This house that I'm recording in right now is that to a T. The exact location, the exact number of rooms, the exact layout, and the exact price point. Like it was a godsend. And might I add, it was during a time in the housing market where houses were going for like, I think up to like $50,000 over asking price because interest rates were so low. We didn't have any of that. We had no bidding wars. It was such a miracle. And all of that was right around the corner. And my business played a huge role in us having the down payment to buy the house. So had I quit, had I tossed in the towel, I would have missed out on the blessing. And so I want to share with you some practical action steps that when I look back on that season of my life, when I look back on the hardest season of my business and what I did to overcome that season and not allow that season to be the dead end road, but just simply a little road bump, a little detour that we're taking, I I wrote down three practical things that I did. And I want to reflect those to you today. So three things I did to overcome the hardest season I made business so that I could get to the other side of what the Lord had for me. Number one was community. I told you in the story that in the middle of me having a meltdown in my bed, scrolling through my laptop, looking at job applications because I was thinking about shutting the business down. What I did was I texted one of my friends. Had I not texted her, had I not entered into a conversation with somebody who the Lord then used to speak life over me and intercede on my behalf when I felt like I couldn't even intercede for myself, that's when a huge breakthrough happened. So friend, you need to surround yourself with a community of like-minded, God-fearing entrepreneurs who are going to sharpen you and who are also going through the journey And you are all figuring out it out together, okay? I, one thing that I have really loved about my coaching journey is I have tried to put myself in rooms with other coaches who sharpened me. Now, I haven't always done this perfectly. There were definitely seasons where I probably should have been in more community than I was, but 
let me tell you, um, actually they said this at church the other day. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We were made for community. It talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the body of Christ. And we are the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is made up of different parts, okay? And if you read scripture, different parts of the body have different purposes. Maybe your friend has a skill set that, that she's really strong in that maybe you're not quite as strong in and, and vice versa. You have a skill set that you're super strong in that you can then collaborate with your friend or maybe she needs to grow in. You need to surround yourself with community. It is so much easier for the enemy to attack you when you are alone in isolation. I was alone in my room, crying in my bed, considering shutting the business down. And online coaching is already pretty isolating because we're working from home on our laptop by ourselves. And eventually we'll get to the point where we have team members, but we're like, it's not like we show up to a cubicle every day and like sit in like, you know, the break room and have coffee chat with other people that we're working with. Like it's a pretty isolating, going for it alone, lone wolf type of career. And so all the more reason why it's important for you to link arms with other people in the online space, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, powerhouse round two is happening in June. You need to get on the wait list so that you can be the first to know so you can get your booty in the doors and have community. The community inside of powerhouse right now is amazing. These women, I love watching them. I love them watching them encourage each other, pray for each other, pour just life over each other. Today, um, there was a woman that was sharing scripture with somebody else that she felt like was relevant to her life. Like it's such an amazing community and you are stronger together. So that was the first thing that I did. Um, when I was in my darkest season, I had community. Number two, I adapted and overcame. Now I just shared with you that during that season, it was late 2020, pretty early on in the pandemic. And the online coaching scene was shifting and changing as a result of the world shifting and changing. That was the time in which, you know, there were algorithm changes. I think there, I think 2020 was really when like the algorithm changes started really, really happening. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but like there were, I believe algorithm changes that were happening. It was harder to get your content in front of your audience. It was harder to get clients. The old way of signing clients that the business coaches were teaching, they weren't working as well. Uh, And so it was confusing because all of us coaches, we were trying to like launch to get clients and all of a sudden that wasn't working, but like that's what business coaches had been teaching. And so there was just this wave of confusion in the online coaching space and coaches were closing the doors to their businesses. It felt like left and right and just like, it was overwhelming and it kind of felt like we were all just fending for ourselves, like trying to figure this thing out. Okay, so that's how we did business before. That's how we 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 got clients before. But But now that the algorithm has changed, not that the world feels like it's just crumbling, like, and it's affecting the online space. Like, like, how are we supposed to do it now? That's where we all were. Like, if you were a coach back in the pandemic time, you can probably resonate with that. And what I strongly believe, yeah, actually, you know what? Let me just read you a quote, okay? Let me read you a quote to perfectly encompass my point. Um, this is not my quote. This is from the book, Dotcom Secrets, from the author Russell Brunson. So, forewarning, I do not own this content. Um, but he said in his book, 
But as more people started started businesses online and competition started to grow, ad costs went up. Okay, now let me just pause here. You do not need to start running ads. Please don't think that that's what I'm telling you. But this is a marketing book that I'm reading and I'm studying a lot lately. And his point here is incredible. So I'm going to start from the beginning. But as more people started, started businesses online and competition started to grow, which is what was happening back in 2020 in my story, ad costs went up. The consumer's buying resistance also went up. Let me, let's just talk back. Back in 2020, when people were getting furloughed from the, their jobs and they were getting laid off and people were really like unsure about where they stood financially, people's resistance to buying, I mean, people were like, like it was, yes, there was a whole bunch of people online buying, sure, because, you know, they were home. But at some point, if you're getting furloughed from your job and you're not sure when you can work again, like that can create financial insecurity. Um, and his quote goes on and it got harder to sell. People I know who were making millions of dollars a year are no longer in business because they didn't adapt and change with the times. I'm going to read that again for you. Now, again, this is not my quote. This is Russell Brunson's. People I know who were making millions of dollars a year are no longer in business because they didn't adapt and change with the times. Friends, here's what I want you to know. If you've been coaching online for four years or more, okay, if you were coaching during the pandemic, then you've probably noticed a lot of quote unquote kind of drop off of coaches leaving the industry. Coaches who were coaching and they're not coaching anymore. And, and maybe even coaches who were thriving, seemingly thriving in their business who are not coaching anymore. And while there are many reasons that somebody could choose to shut their doors. Okay. One of the most influential reasons why coaches shut their doors, especially during that season in the pandemic was because the times have changed. Social media has changed. The way people engage has changed. And many coaches have not adapted appropriately to that change. That is just the, the hard, the hard, uncomfortable truth. If you want your coaching business to last, you need to be willing to adapt as the industry changes. Now, this does not mean that you abandon your value system. Absolutely not. What this does mean is that you have to be willing to learn. Okay, please do not be so stuck in your ways of marketing and selling that you're unwilling to learn something new when your old ways stop working like they used to. That was the season that I was in. I was taught in order to get clients that I have to post content, I have to launch my programs and hope that people buy them. All of a sudden that wasn't working anymore and nobody knew what to do about it because nobody... <laughs> could possibly have foreseen this pandemic happening. Nobody could have foreseen the algorithm changes happening. And that's why so many people shut their doors because they didn't adapt and overcome. Another example of this is hashtags, okay? When I started coaching back in 2019, hashtags was an amazing way to grow your account. And uh, like, if you wanted to grow your account, if you wanted to go viral, you just needed to have that right combination of 30 hashtags. Like, do you, do you remember those days? But now, nowadays, four years later, hashtags are no longer the top way to grow your account or to go viral. Now, imagine for a moment that if you were still sold on the idea that hashtags were the best way to grow your account, okay, what would happen? Well, you would be outrageously frustrated that your hashtag efforts weren't working like they used to. 
because you didn't adapt to the marketing strategies when the industry changed. So the moral of the story here is that we as coaches have to be humble enough to be willing to learn a new way of approaching our business, especially because the platform of choice that we have, we're hanging out on is social media, which is constantly changing. And yes, there are timeless strategies that are going to work always, okay? But there's a lot of things that are gonna change. And if you want to make it through challenging seasons, you need to be willing to adapt and overcome. I am really in a season right now of learning. I've been posting on my Instagram stories. I'm studying a lot. And when I say I'm studying, I'm studying um, business books right now because I'm wanting to learn and grow as a coach so that I can grow my business and then help my clients grow their businesses, okay? We need to be willing to learn, to be willing to grow, to be willing to change and adapt so that we can continue to overcome. That was number two. That was the second thing that I did that I felt really helped me through that season, being willing to learn, adapt, and overcome. And then lastly, believing that I could see success. Now, this was really, really hard because it's really hard to go from a a place of crying in your bed, tears streaming down your face, thinking about shutting down the whole thing, to like, you know, believing that you can have a really, really successful business. Like, it's not like a light switch. So it's not like you just like all of a sudden, boop, start believing in massive levels of success. This is something that I am, I am continue, like I am doing a lot of mindset work right now. And if you listen to our previous episode with Betsy, she just talked about the three different stages of belief. You, if you have not listened to last Thursday's Bible study breakdown episode over the book of Mark, where the man says to Jesus, help me overcome my unbelief. You need to go back and listen to that episode. Betsy breaks it down. Here's what I've learned from Betsy. Courage comes from trying something new. Confidence comes from taking action and seeing evidence that it's working. And here's something really profound that Betsy said in last Thursday's episode. You cannot outwork your programming. If your mindset is not believing that what you're setting out to do is actually going to happen for you, you can't just outwork that with the right strategy. You can have the right sales strategy, but if your mindset isn't set in the belief of this is actually going to happen, it's just a matter of time, then it doesn't matter how amazing the sales strategy is. Like you're still going to be like trying to run through water because you're working against your own belief. Once I started back in that season and I wasn't even doing like mindset work with a mentor at that time, back in 2020 when I was crumbling in my business. Okay. But what I do remember doing is I started taking different action. Remember, number two, adapt and overcome. I sought the Lord so hard. And what a beautiful thing about trials is it forces us to seek the Lord. And I remember having this God download one day of this new strategy. And I tried it and it worked. And I started taking different action, like I just said, and seeing some results from that. And my confidence grew. And I started to believe even more that I could make it through that dry season. And by golly, by, by the Lord's grace and mercy, I did. Again, if you have not listened to the last episode, episode 129, Go listen to that where Betsy breaks down the three stages of belief. So friends, let's recap today. What are the three action steps I took to make it through through the hardest season in my business? 
so that I could make it to the other side, to make it blah, 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 make it to the other side and see the business success and the blessings that God had for me. Number one, I sought out community. Okay. I messaged a friend who spoke life over me in the moment when I was really, really struggling. You need to surround yourself with like-minded, God-fearing entrepreneurs who are going to sharpen you, who are going to challenge you. It can help pick you up, brush your knees off when times get hard. Hint, hint, if you're not on the wait list yet for Powerhouse Round 2 happening in June, you need to be, okay? I can help you get that community. Number two, you need to be willing to adapt and overcome when the market changes. It will change. Okay, maybe it's not going to be a pandemic next time, but something is going to change with the algorithm. Something's going to change with social media. Something's going to change in the market that's going to force us as coaches to adapt and overcome. Those who do not adapt and overcome put themselves in a vulnerable position in their business. And that is why I believe so strongly that so many coaches shut their doors when the pandemic happened. And then lastly, you need to develop the deep belief that your goals in your business are inevitable, that it is only a matter of time until they come to pass. Friend, I hope that this episode was oh so helpful for you today. And if it was, would you please share this with with a friend who is going through a tough season in their business who needs some encouragement? Would you be the community for somebody else that is going through a tough season? Okay. And if you are the person that's going through the tough season and this encouraged you, would you please let me know? Would you go down into Apple iTunes and leave a review letting me know how this episode resonated and encouraged you? I would be so, so grateful. Friend, I love you and I'll see you on Thursday. Hey coach, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.